0: This is to the, the Smarts, Smarts and podcast. podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. We've had a big day already in the wrestling world, the WrestleMania 36 press conference was this morning. The show will be in Tampa Bay. Uh, whenever I see this stuff, I just get automatically disappointed that it's never going to be in Philadelphia, simply because they didn't have the foresight to put a retractable roof... Yeah, it's too cold. ...on the link. They're just not... We're not New York. Oh, but New York... We're not... We're not New York! So we're not going to get one, but it is... I was just in Clearwater. Tampa is a hell of an air... Like, it's going to be a good time.
1: Tampa, you were just down there, Bill, so you can attest to this. I don't know, Turtle, if you've ever been down there, but Tampa's obviously a city. It's like a city, but yeah. It is a city, but it feels like an entire suburb. It's, yeah. it, everything's, Absolutely. Sp- everything's spread out. There's nothing close, and when you drive down Dale Mabry Highway, which is you know the main, main throughway through Tampa, which connects you through North Tampa all the way down to South Tampa, Raymond James Stadium just pops out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It's literally, you're driving, you're driving, you're driving, bam! There it is. It's right there. So what my thought right away is, Tampa would be a great spot for it, but God, is this town going to be beyond congested for about a week's time.
0: Yeah, that's because they always say things like, you know, the combines in Indianapolis because while sure it's Indianapolis, the NFL combine, like the town is right there. You're in it. Like you get to experience the whole thing. It's it's like all very localized in Tampa. I just don't see. I was like getting to the Tampa airport. There's one road, and like I showed up five minutes ahead of time because there was an accident, and that was that. There was no other way to get there.
2: It's going to be weird because my guess is access will be far down wherever and whatever parking lot or whatever zone they have it in. I, I don't like. The manias, I don't like the big pay-per-views in stadiums like that anyway. It's too far away. The camera angles are just so off. It
0: is. While it is, you know, it's mania. We got to do the big stadium show. It just doesn't look as good. And when you hear the crowd, it is, they feel disconnected. It's my biggest
2: thing with TNA. I'm sure it'll be my biggest thing with AEW. We'll get into that in a bit. When you hear the wrestlers call the match, when you hear the ahs and the ahs from the actual wrestlers, and you don't hear the crowd into it, it takes away so much of the fun.
0: And while uh, while I was complaining, we uh, we're not going to be getting a mania anytime soon. Uh, it was announced. Raw was just in Philly this week. It was announced. Hey, there's going to be a pay per view here soon. We'll get into that. And of course, we will be getting into very soon. Arn Anderson and everything that happened with Double him a. backstage. Uh, master of the Spinebuster. It's He's a man. it's 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 a juicy story. It's a little bit of a juicy story. But uh, first, what uh what are we getting to next?
1: So we have a uh, we, we have a little injury to report here, Bill. Ugh, this is heartbreaking. We have an injury to report. Uh, it's heartbreaking. I've seen so many starts and stops for this guy. Uh, I was with him in OVW back when he first got hired. I saw his release. I saw his ascension on the Indies. I saw his rehire and his climb to the top of NXT to become NXT champion. All the way to his debut on Raw. And yes, we're talking about one Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Hell of a talent. Incredible. Five-star talent. Incredible. Uh, He's going to have to have neck surgery, neck fusion surgery, uh, according to a Bleacher Report uh, article that I see here. But here's what I understand, according to this article. Maybe somebody can shed some light on this. The WWE apparently knew about this injury prior to his debut. And I guess the mindset was maybe get him through WrestleMania to get this surgery, and they have a built-in storyline for him. While he's a a friend in all of that, I don't understand the start-stop. Like, I, I I like the exposure for him. I like getting himself onto the main roster. I like – there was a wrestling promoter at one point who told him on his way out of a certain company that no no company will ever pay a big dollar amount for him. And I'm very happy that he got to shove it in their oh, face. Oh, that's great. It's um, <laughs> By being able to hold up the NXT title on Monday Night Raw. I'm a, I'm a big – some sometimes a big spike guy I kind of I really enjoy Well, stuff I
0: love like those that. stories when it's oh you'll never draw a dollar it's well actually he's been telling the most intriguing story in all of wrestling for over a year he now. was well, well over he, a he, year. He,
1: he was literally told that and you know right back at you I kind of I love that very much but I don't understand the start stop I, I you know if we know this has to happen let's find a way to take the NXT title off of him we're gonna bring him back into the fold obviously and he has a built-in return storyline. They said, yeah. When he comes back. I, I
0: read yep. the same thing. It's going to be at least nine months uh, recovery time. My guess is just that, from what I've heard, like this type of fusion thing, if you were to MRI any WWE superstar who's on the road, uh, you know, year-round, they would probably need this surgery. It's just a, de- it's just a variation of degrees. And they thought they could get through it because they just started the Dusty Classic. If you watched NXT last night, DIY uh, wins, you know, round one, they're moving on. He did, uh, Gargano and him make their entrance and then Tomasa goes, wait, 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 and the DIY music hits and it's all the nostalgia of them and now they're on Raw. I think they could have just gotten to, because my guess is, it's those two for the title at uh, NXT Brooklyn the night before May. And
1: here's the scary part of this whole thing. Like, we've seen... We've seen the track record of, of neck injuries and neck surgeries of guys in the business. Edge had to retire because of a neck injury. Stone Cold Steve Austin was never the same <sighs> after he got dumped on his head at SummerSlam 97. Angle. it's Kurt Angle. How many he like three of these yeah, fusions. It's very, very scary. Um, I hope he can be the same.
0: Yeah, certainly. I,
1: I don't know... ...that he will, and that's just me thinking.
0: And that's... It's a good point to bring up Stone Cold, though, because while... No, he was... That dude was a worker before, and then he comes back and gets his run, and he'll tell you he was doing five moves sure. after he comes back from oh, that, yeah. but just like... I mean, Stone Cold, greatest... Uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but best character. I'm very much with All the you. best uh, stuff.
1: We can debate like, that at some yeah, point. Uh, yeah,
0: sure, but I'm one of the greatest characters Absolutely. ever. Champa, at least now we know his character work. He's not just a dude out there doing spots. He, his character work, I he's hope... He's a workhorse. Yeah, Absolutely. his character work will be able to get him through it, hopefully, uh, even if he's not having five-star matches anymore. Here's
1: the thing. Tommaso is very adaptable. He always has been. Yeah. He's the true... He's one of the few true definitions of a worker. He can be a character. He can be a wrestler. He can talk. He has all three elements that make a professional wrestling slash sports entertainment superstar. Look around the locker rooms and look around the rosters of anywhere you want in the wrestling business. There are very few of them that have all three. The first one that comes to my mind, and I don't want to bring up a sore subject or anything like that, but it's Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was not a good promo. He had zero character. But man, when that bell rang... What a fantastic, fantastic wrestler. Notice the word wrestler. There's not many people that have all three points, in my opinion, that make a wrestling superstar. Tommaso Ciampa has that.
0: No, it's it's absolutely, that's it. Uh, And uh, I would say Hall of Fame material and... Interesting. Uh, I think he's uh, I got think, everything
1: that makes a Hall of Fame. That's a little. Pre- that's a little premature. Sure. Oh, absolutely. That's a little premature. Uh, his body of work would suggest possibly, but he, he needs a few. He needs a oh, few more years down the he line. He very
0: much needs to get there. I, like when you talk about the tools, I think he's got all the tools. I
1: agree. I, he, he's our five-tool player. Yeah, absolutely. He and to, he needs to get through these next nine months on the Hall of Fame.
2: My heart is bursting with joy. <laughs> the younger turtle is thrilled to let you all know that my crush of all-time crushes, Tori Wilson, Did will you be inducted to, wall, to the Hall Tori, of Fame.
1: a uh, of Tori on your wall, turtle. There was. Who <laughs> didn't have a My Tori girlfriend Wilson won't post. allow it now, even though I kind of
2: <laughs> wanted to put it back up there. But it, it's just fantastic to see the women in this company get recognized as they should. With Evolution and things like that, they're finally getting the due, and she's deserved this due, too.
0: Absolutely. I mean, she's... She's not exactly Lita or Trish or anything in terms of that, but I'm glad the company isn't running from, you know, their history. of Absolutely. This is what they did. What Tori Wilson was, was a huge part of what made SmackDown a great show when she was there. It is going to be funny, though, like to see what kind of highlight video or something they show. Like, here's her WrestleMania entrance, as she's going to do. A, a Playboy pillow fight, pillow or whatever fight. The yeah. Hell he it took was. the words yeah. out of my mouth. But yeah. it's
2: what other companies are now following, even later down the line. TNA is following it. I'm sure Impact, or Impact, the same thing as TNA. Yeah. I'm sure AEW will follow it as well. They're getting to the sexier of the women, and then hopefully the
1: sexier which, women's wrestler as opposed to what a diva was. Correct. Two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. Yeah. And now yeah. what yeah. WWE's 13, 14, evolved 14, 15, to is actual actually.
2: women's wrestling, correct. and let the beauty, which they all have, they're all very beautiful ladies. Stand on its own. The wrestling is what's focused now, mm-hmm. and that's what's important.
0: Speaking that, since we're on the subject of the Hall of Fame, women getting into the Hall of Fame, DX getting in, oh yeah, is
1: great. Absolutely. Is it kind of a cop out with China though? No, not at all. Uh, China's body of work and what China had, what China did for the business in the Attitude Era, what she, what she did for women uh, after that, she's a Hall of Famer all on her own. That's what I'm saying. And she's getting we'll in.
0: She's getting in in the group and not being inducted as an individual here's the
1: thing about that she's a hall of famer all all on her own but every person in DX that's getting inducted into the hall of fame each individually had a hall of fame career they yeah. can all go in on their own China's going in with DX I wouldn't be surprised to see her go in by herself at some time do you time. think
0: Billy and Road Dogs should get it indiv- individually because I see them as a team I see I them think, as a team because I think Axe should get in as a team
1: I see them in, as a team um, in my opinion sorry Brian uh, I think <laughs> Billy had the better career I think he would be able to go in by himself. Dog, maybe not so much. Because, you know, they always associated the New Age Outlaws together. But Billy was badass Billy Gunn. He was yeah. really smoking guns. He was rockabilly. He was there. Yeah, I realized rockabilly wasn't really <laughs> all that big. <laughs> well, I was, I, he wasn't Hall I, of but, Fame worthy, but you know, Billy it. and Chuck, there was uh, the one Billy Gunn. Like, he had longevity as as a single star. Whereas Road Dog was kind of always associated with the New Age Outlaws.
2: I think we'll find out if it's a cop-out. In two, three, four, five years, if she
0: ever gets in, as the she individual. should
2: get in yeah. as an individual. That's because
0: to me, like my favorite thing ever in wrestling is DX. Yeah. So, the, and you can talk about what she did being in the Royal Rumble, beating Jeff Jarrett for the IC title,
1: all that stuff. That's a great story yeah, too. How that happened, eight,
0: the holding them up for them up yeah, for the, he
1: his contract expired the day before, day before, and they didn't apparently apparently they, they didn't it. catch it, and yeah. Jeff said, "You want me to?" Apparently, allegedly. Jeff said, You want me to drop this belt? Yeah, that's no problem. But uh see the number you were paying me on that contract for a year? I need that today. Yeah, I need that today. Yeah.
0: I think Pritch I think Bruce Pritchard has confirmed at least, maybe not the dollar amount, but that it did actually. Something happen. like that did
1: go down. Uh, yeah. yeah
0: um, I just like what as a, much in ten years. What a great story. Yeah, in, in ten <laughs> years, ain't no one gonna be talking about the good housekeeping match. Like DX is an iconic thing and Absolutely. her getting in while it's like, ah, oh, it does. I don't
1: know. It, it feels weird, but I, uh, it's DX. She should go in with DX, and it's not a cop-out because, honestly, she wouldn't have been the China in the 99s and 2000s without no, DX. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which yeah. is
2: why we'll find out in however many years when they should do the right thing and induct her solo. If they don't, then you're absolutely right. It will be a cop-out.
0: This next story, I alluded to it a few minutes ago. Arn Anderson, double A. God this is a weird fired. Line. He he's been around, it seems like forever, let go by the company, and alleged the alleged reason is for letting Alicia Fox wrestle intoxicated. Uh, adult, uh, he's he's a vet. He's been around forever. The old school mentality. You let you, the show must go on. I don't know. I, uh, what what do you think here?
1: Right away, my first reaction is something had to happen. What happened? Arn Anderson has been with the WWE since two thousand one when they bought WCW. He's Arn freaking Anderson, yeah. right? He's double A. <laughs> He's so tenured in the company, respected by every one of the boys and girls in the locker room, respected by everyone in the company uh, from an office level to creative. His opinion matters, man. Again, he's, he's double A. Right away when I see that, my immediate thought is something had to happen. I didn't know what it was at the time. And then this story comes out, apparently, that he he let Alicia Fox wrestle intoxicated. Okay. Was the judgment bad? 110%. Was it a judgment call on his behalf? Did she assure him he's okay? Probably all that stuff. Was his, was Orange's judgment in letting her perform that night awful? 110%, 1,000%. Do I think it warranted him being fired? Probably not for all of, purely based off of everything that he's done for the business and for the company. And not not really because of who he is, but because of his master tease behind the scenes. A lot of the stars you see today, the top guys, are handcrafted and molded by Arn Anderson. The company needs that, um, needs that type of agent. Um, his judgment was bad. I don't think he needed to be let go. I think he caught Vince McMahon on a bad day.
0: And the more, like, you, you, I love the Something to Wrestle podcast. Great podcast. And the more you listen to it, it, because you you listen to it for Vince stories. Sure. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you catch Vince and he didn't have breakfast, like, you could get fired for, like, saying belt. Like, you could get fired for saying what, like, you know.
1: belt's on the ban list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's, um, I think Rousey just said it the other night, but. I guarantee nothing
1: got said to her. Oh,
0: no, I, I feel like they've been doing little stuff, like, Go ahead and say belt tonight, right? Like just because we know it's on the band list. Oh, it's and on the band list. They, like people, someone will say wrestler, <laughs> like or someone will say fan base instead of universe. Well, like, they've
2: changed all that recently. Even with the acknowledgement, and this I know we'll get to this at some point as well too. With the acknowledgement of Dean Ambrose leaving, like before, none of this was like fair game. But real names have been dropped in more recently. Like they, they put out a tweet that said Dean was leaving. They've never done I that was with somebody shocked.
0: until after they've left. I was shocked uh, when when uh, when Triple H came out and cut the promo on Monday, which on was Batista, great by the way, and he didn't say you're not talking to the character, you're talking to Paul. I really thought uh, he was gonna say uh, he was gonna say Paul. Uh, yeah, well, I just wanted to get to you real quick though. Like I want to, you're an insider. You're a guy who's worked in this business, Kevin. When you hear something like this. Uh, when you hear something like the story get out, how does it get out that Alicia Fox was allowed to wrestle intoxicated?
1: It's just like anything else. Um, journalists, there's there's very and I use that word loosely in wrestling, uh, but there are very few, very few journalists. One of uh, one of my favorites, of course, being Mike Johnson, a PW Insider. Uh, Mike has some well placed sources, and I would imagine Dave Meltzer to an extent has some well placed sources, and you know I would. I would 150,000% take Mike Johnson's word over Dave Meltzer oh, yeah. cuz Dave Meltzer just believes anybody that tells him anything. Mike Johnson actually goes out and sources it and verifies it. You won't catch a story on PW Insider uh unless Mike Johnson has verified it personally through whoever he talks to. So stuff like that. Uh look, we're in an age of of social media. People are cre- you know, we dealt with it in Philadelphia with uh with the 76ers and burner accounts like <laughs> people true. people think people get things out there this isn't you know even when i was with the wwe like things still got out but not in rapid fire way that it does today yeah um there's so, there, there's a, there's a lot of ways social media um again articles written on websites yeah there, it's not it's it's very easy for for stuff like this to get out and get out into the the WWE universe or the worldwide masses.
2: Now, I'm curious, and you don't have to say names, even though I would love you to say every single name in every single situation that's happened. Is this a frequent occurrence? Because I could imagine mm. wrestlers on the road, not drinking just to drink, but drinking to help their pain, and that's not a good reason. But I can't imagine it's never happened before.
1: Did your expertise, has it ever happened? Let me think about that. Uh... <laughs> now. Nah, I got a great one, actually, now that it just, just came to mind. I'm not going to mention names, um, but let's just say there was a former WWE champion who was out one night, and let's just say he had a little too much fun doing whatever it was he decided to do that night, and got to the the show star the next night. He's nowhere to be found. Can't find him. Can't. No one can track him down. About midway through the show, he comes in. He's supposed to be in the main event. About midway through the show, he comes in incoherent and pss, you know what incoherent people do at that time next thing you know he's sleeping in a janitor's closet <laughs> <laughs> and let's just say that it's intermission and he's probably has three more matches until he's up he's an advertised he's performer. in the main event he's yeah. in the main event he he by and large like he yeah can you come up with something sure do you really want to explain why this person didn't appear? No.
0: Because then it is a story. And then hey, it, he was there. We then it's a problem. saw him walk in or whatever.
1: So in come the water bottles, try to smack him around a bit. And uh, people and coworkers, you know, doing his hair, putting his boots on for him, <laughs> getting him ready to rock and roll. Wrestle on CM Punk that night in the main event. And I swear to God, he hears his music. It doesn't he pop up like nothing happened, went out and had the best match of the night. <laughs>
0: and like, I, it's, that's...
1: It's just unbelievable. Some people can do that.
0: While the WWE is just a different animal at this point. Like, do I? Th- we've seen it with Jeff Hardy in, sure. in in TNA and in in other. I've been the like extreme uprising when just some guy tried to restart ECW and God knows was what was going on in that locker room because the whole building smelled like pot the one night. But like, <laughs> I remember hearing. we about that. we've seen all sorts of in in the NFL right now. More and more stories are coming out. Like, of course we drink before games. Do you see what's going on out there? Yeah. Like how could we not? It's horrifying, a- and that's why I asked the question. But, yeah. I did
2: because it was it just so curious to the average fan like myself that like these guys and girls put their body through so much, and I would never advocate no. abusing anything for pain reasons. But but
0: I just assume I, I just a just lot assume of that it happens. I assume a lot of that stuff happens, but I do believe. Pro wrestling is under more of a microscope than yo. Know, have you ever seen the first shift of an NHL playoff game? Right. <laughs> Tell me they're not on something. <laughs> like you know, like it's it, That's just the way it goes. Uh, oh, since we touched on it, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. They reunited the Shield on Monday, and they're advertising it now as their match at Fastlane. Last time ever for the Shield, and it's I guess in part due to they've said he's leaving.
1: What <laughs> what is this? I don't part of me thinks that he may have reconsidered that he may be sticking around. But look, here's the deal, and I mean this with all due respect, and I can't even take credit for for this next quote. I actually have to give it to Eric Bischoff, but I agree with him ten thousand percent. If Teen Ambrose wants to leave, and I mean this with no disrespect, let him leave. Oh yeah. He is not a star. There is not one person in the WWE right now. That's a star, period. Or if they leave, is going to worry about if the needle moves or not. The WWE in itself is the star. Yes, the yep. WWE in and of itself is the brand and the attraction. If Seth Rollins wants to let his contract run out and you know go to AEW or go to Japan or whatever, they're they're not going to matter. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Gonna Did change. you guys see how quick w- when Roman Reigns announced his uh, his leukemia? Uh, his leukemia situation. How quickly they moved on from Roman Reigns? Yeah, they adjusted on the fly. They don't need any of these guys because the WWE has gotten to the point where they are so, where the guys are so interchangeable that Vince decided that he's not going to let any company take him over anymore. After WCW and ECW raided him back in the day. Yeah. The WWE is now the attraction. The WWE is now the star and the brand. And if you're a top guy here, great. You're a top guy here. But if you want to leave, I can replace you just like that. No,
0: just, they're you know, they announced a year ahead of time where WrestleMania is going to be. If tickets went on sale today, They'd WrestleMania today. would be sold out and no one has any idea who's going to be headlining. It doesn't matter. Correct. While maybe the peaks aren't as high, there's the valleys. It's a, it's a steady business at this point. Mm-hmm. While there is 100%. no Stone Cold, there is no Hulk Hogan, there is no Rock. They don't need it. And that was done by design. Yeah. And uh, and I think you know, we've heard a lot about how, oh, you know, when Russo left, it was we never wanted to be dependent on one guy because the whole thing had to be started from scratch after he left. Absolutely. And I think it's the same way with the talent as well. Yeah, maybe we're not going to have a Stone Cold Steve Austin and it's the biggest story in the world, but business will
1: always be fine. And that mindset that the company is in is does not bode well for the guys because they have zero leverage. Okay, leave.
0: Oh, yeah, no, they have
1: well, none. Well, I want, you know, get me to stay. I want this. No, we're good. Yeah. Well, they have a pipeline of hundreds and hundreds of superstars on either side of the ring. In Well, that and and in NXT, ready to rock and roll, which is why NXT was such Ugh. a brilliant idea. And we can get into this down the line, but I just want to touch on it real quick. What a brilliant, brilliant idea. See, NXT is what OVW and FCW was supposed to be. Right. And... This was an idea that Mike Bucci, Simon Dean, if you guys remember him, mm-hmm. uh, he pitched an idea like this years before NXT in the Performance Center was even in play, and they just let it fall by the wayside. They didn't care. They didn't want to allocate any money towards it or whatever. When Hunter came in with the idea, completely different story, and rightfully well, and rightfully yeah, so. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I understand that. But when you now own your own network and you are making these guys essentially the third brand. And you are you going around the, as a touring brand, selling out arenas and forums and auditoriums and stuff. You're building new stars without having to use the time spent on national television. Quick question, top pop quiz: Thirty seconds on Monday Night Raw. How much does it cost?
0: Million? No, uh, it was two hundred and fifty k.
1: Thirty seconds on Monday Night Raw, at least about five years ago, was like fifty fifty two thousand okay. dollars. so you are now investing time into building new stars without spending the money for them over here by the time you're ready to bring them from point a to point b they're already established they're already stars so if dean ambrose wants to go that's fine dean ambrose can go and i'll show you alistair black yeah
0: no that's i'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an ambrose fan i i enjoy his work but if it's not going to change my viewing habits at all, if suddenly there's no more Dean Ambrose.
2: Kevin and I have had multiple discussions about AEW, and we'll get to them down the line as well, but that's why I don't think they're going to succeed at all, because any one of these quote-unquote needle movers that they might swipe from WWE or from TNA or whatever isn't going to matter, because if Dean Ambrose leaves and he pops up as John Smith in AEW, I'm not traveling to AEW just to see Dean Ambrose or whoever he is now wrestle. I'm still staying with the brand that I know is going to have an established star, an Alistair Black or Ricochet matter, or whoever. Though. It will matter for, for them, a, for but AEW, for the fan, for the average fan, me, who and again we'll get to AEW down the line, hasn't seen a second of AEW programming yet. I couldn't care less. I will just as well take Alistair Black versus Roman Reigns or Ricochet versus whoever or Champa, obviously if he comes back, or Gargano. Those are stars already. Like. I already know. I don't have to
1: start over again. Such a brilliant... I I, I I, can't praise the WWE enough for their decision to to move forward with NXT and the performance centers and everything. Well,
2: that's what teams Such do. what sports smart, teams do. Smart, you have investment. a minor league system that develops stars. Absolutely. Or at least you try to.
0: And it also, like with NXT, UK NXT, 205 Live, now Mixed, Max, Mixed Match Challenge, all that stuff... There's something for everybody. If you Absolutely. like the circus of Monday Night Raw, you get here's sports entertainment. If you like pro wrestling, you get NXT in it. Like every single aspect is covered for every fan, For and you get all the pay per view. I, I love the net. I'm not trying to put over WWE here. I, well, know, I'm the they same don't way. need my help. I'm that, an
2: older school wrestling fan, so I got the network, not even for the current pay per views. Hell, for the first about year that I had the network, I didn't watch any of the pay per views, I watched older Raws. Older SmackDowns, older ECWs, a lot of events that I was actually attending.
1: I watched them. That was the best part. It was in the Netflix of WWE and I loved yeah, it. Yeah. The WWE almost had to almost had to pivot that way. They almost didn't have a choice because they were it took them a little longer than it should have, but they finally came around to realize that there's more than just them. In the wrestling world, you know you have guys like the Young Bucks who are out there just tearing up the independent scene. You have guys like Ricochet, which is which is why they're going out now and signing the top independent stars. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when they find when the light bulb finally went off and they finally clicked. And it clicked for them to realize that there's all these other styles and variations of wrestling. Well, why don't they just bring it in under their umbrella so they can take the credit and they can make the money and they can sell the tickets and the merchandise and bring those guys over here, which now attracts the eyes over here that were only watching uh, Ring of Honor or Evolve or Pro Wrestling Guerrilla or, you know, whatever. They're now... All eyes on the WWE brand. It was abso- absolutely brilliant. And
2: more stars they don't have to create. They're Correct. already ready made. Yeah,
0: absolutely. at least there is a baseline. Even if it's a guy who only has, you know, whatever following in ROH, it's still more than yeah. zero.
2: It's I have no following. I signed up to be a wrestler. Nobody's gonna know who I am. Yeah. Ricochet has a three hundred thousand dollar or three
1: thousand following Twitter, whatever. There you go. That's the winner. And that matters to them now. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. 1000% matters to them. I actually think, and I, don't hold me to this, I could be wrong. I actually think one of their questions in the hiring process is like, how many followers do you have on Twitter?
0: I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, when you look at the way certain acts have been able to utilize social media, I mean, Becky has been doing a tremendous job. Fantastic. But talk. the way she's using social media, also a huge part of it. Yep. Like, when you get that, you know, when
1: you get the Twitter mob behind you, you have that going into every live show then. See, social media is the dumpster of society. It's just of it's just it's just not real life. No matter what industry you're in. Like, we're in sports talk and podcasting and you know, we're all producers and stuff like that here. For what we do, it's the, it's the dumpster of society. For the real world, it's the dumpster of society. For the celebrities, it's a dumpster of society. It's not real life. But it's also it, it's a catch 22. It's also the best free form Of advertisement you're ever Mm -hmm. going to get. And for that reason with Becky, the following that she has, she's using what it's supposed to be used for to her advantage to get her character over even more. Because in a lot of cases, more people are going to turn the ride to social media than the ones that might have watched the live show. Yeah, yeah.
0: Then uh, that's why when I see how she uses it, and then I it's a little thing, and I realize it's 2019 and kayfabe's dead and all that. But it's when I see awesome, when I brilliant. see when I see a wrestler use their real name on their Twitter account, I'm like what are you doing, man? It's,
1: it's that. What are you doing? That's so cool. And you know what? There's a lot. There's a lot of even me who who's been around and seen a thing or two. Question: Like, what are these two doing? Yeah you know and i've had people in my group chats go is this real like not to me but just in general like what are they is this real like you got people now questioning when you can do that when you have people questioning after no one wrestling's been entertainment in a predetermined outcome for so long when you, and i understand given i understand who's in the angle you have Ronda Rousey probably one of the baddest chicks walking the planet understand that but when you have people questioning is this supposed to happen mhm Is this real? What are these two girls doing? All the while, we're building a pay-per-view match to the biggest pay-per-view of the year. That's when you know you got them. They have every single fan right now in the palm of their hand. It's a work of art.
2: It recently got... I've moved in with my girlfriend recently. I know you just did as well with yours. It got my girlfriend, who has despised the sport of wrestling. (laughs) Despised it for as long as I've known her and probably longer than that to be interested. Oh, I saw this tweet from Ronda Rousey or this Facebook post that somebody posted a picture of this tweet and that tweet. It, it got her hooked. She's now a Monday Night Raw fan. We watch it every Monday night now.
0: That's she, awesome. It's amazing. That's, and that's why, I mean, that's why you pay the money she, to bring in a Ronda she Rousey. She has hate
2: for the Riot Squad.
0: <laughs> She's like, I hate them.
2: Why? I just do. I can't believe these are the characters. Like, I just hate them. But she cares. And that's all they care about now.
0: Let's uh, let's get moving on this. Uh, re- we mentioned the circus coming to t- now. That was like five minutes ago. But the circus is coming. Speaking to town. of the circus coming to town, Extreme Rules. That's one of my, one of my favorite things about going to the live shows is just getting the first announcement of Hey, when are they going to be back? Oh, okay. Extreme Rules. Uh, was it July fourteenth? So it's actually going to. They're moving it right about four to, months away. Yeah, they're moving it to the show before SummerSlam, which is cool. Oh yeah, uh, yeah okay, so that it'll makes be, sense. Yeah, it'll be that one and. You know, we, we'll get the ECW chance and all that stuff. They love to bring those. Always, yeah. They love it's, to bring those still, kinds of shows. They love to bring those kinds of shows to the area. Uh, if you're interested in tickets, up until Monday the 11th, WWE Philly is the uh, is pre sale password for the Wells Fargo Center uh, box office website, whatever the hell so, it, are it is. Charlie,
1: you want to get tickets? I'm in. <laughs> Billy, you want to get tickets?
0: Absolutely.
1: WWE Philly. There is a retirement announcement we have, and no, it is. Not Jim Ross, no. Uh one of the greatest junior heavyweights of all time, who influenced probably every cruiserweight you see, the majority of of any any wrestler by and large. Uh, Jushin Thunder Thunderlager said today that he's going; uh, his last match will be in the Tokyo Dome uh, at Wrestle Kingdom this upcoming January.
0: January twenty twenty.
1: January twenty. Uh, oh, it was it twenty twenty? Yeah right. Yeah, January twenty twenty. I'm getting my dates all mixed up. Yeah. We are in twenty nineteen, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. So 20, January twenty twenty. This will be Jushin Thunder Liger's uh, last full year in professional wrestling. And I read an interesting article. Actually, Mike Johnson had it over on PW Insider. And I kind of never really put two and two together that obviously in New Japan Liger was so featured and such yeah. a such a megastar. Um, and I I'm tuned into Japan. Only really because of the young bucks and Cody, and they're not there so much anymore in Omega. Um, but I didn't really—I would watch their matches, but not pay attention to their storylines. And Mike had mentioned in his uh, in his article today in the uh, retirement announcement that he felt that Liger was a much bigger star over here because of the the aura and the. Uh, the the legacy of Jushin Thunderlager, more so than he was in Japan in recent years because he kind of fell by the wayside and like this year he wasn't even on to he wasn't even on the Tokyo yeah, game show he was commentating
0: okay that's i'm trying i'm yeah I remember my first exposure to Liger was the Brian Pillman uh, when he had the N- matches with Pillman. N- WCW. WCW. Oh god, yeah. And that's just like they're telling you what a legend he is over in Japan and then and that's all I knew yeah, from him And that's too. really all, most uh, a lot of US fans exposure to him. I was very excited uh when he got the match with Tyler Breeze at I believe the first Brooklyn Takeover. like uh, I just thought that was a big deal cuz he'd never been in WWE TV before. And yeah. that was the
1: first match I've ever seen him wrestle. Okay. And that's going to turn out to be probably his, his, one, his one. one and only one-off. Uh, WWE wow. appearance. Isn't that wild to think Tyler
0: Bree, I love Tyler Breeze. Oh, so do I. I think But great. that's wild that this legend, like and he had that, I'm sure he could have chose any opponent if yeah. sure he wanted to. Uh, I went to a, it was a War of the Worlds show, the ROH New Japan like crossover over at the ECW arena a few years ago. And when I saw Liger's name on the card, I was like, I am going to get to see Liger live, I don't care if he's 50 years old, I'm at least going to be able to say I saw him wrestle live once, and that was like I got to work with him once.
1: Did you? I got to work with him once. Last WrestleMania weekend in New York, which, what was that, 29? Last one at MetLife?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What was the main event of that show?
0: Was that uh, Cena Rock?
1: Sure, I only only remember Jericho Fandango. Um, (laughs) But... I got to work with him that weekend. It was Liger versus John Morrison. And I had, actually have a picture of me and Liger backstage uh, before the match. God, what a lot of fun. Just Really? Just, it was one of the only times that I just sat there going, wow, this is Jushin Thunder Liger. I'm in the ring with <laughs> Jushin Thunder Liger. I have worked with John Morrison more times than I, can, than I can count. But I actually stopped and like just stared at him. Like God, what this guy has meant and done for the business, and who he's influenced, and the legacy he's going to leave behind, and the star that he is in Japan, which made him the star in the uh, in the United States. Well, it was very very surreal. I you know I've been in the ring with John Cena, I've been in the ring with the Undertaker, name I've pretty much been there. Had a couple of those experiences when I was in the ring with those guys at a very young age but at this point i I'd, I'd been in the business quite a, lo- a long time now you know it, 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 at that point for me it is what it is and i i just remember stopping like it was like i was in a dream liger was really really awesome he's going to be missed he's gonna be missed in the business i had that same reaction when you introduced me to tommy dreamer at a house of hardcore <laughs> show
2: but that's just to the, obviously not to the same status level yeah, and there's no disrespect of to tommy no, it's but it was the tommy. same thing i saw i was like <laughs> Wow, holy, holy God. But like, in this city,
0: Tommy, this is, Tommy, Tommy is, is to Philly what uh, exactly, Liger is to Japan. But I had that <laughs> same reaction. That's a,
1: that's a fair assessment. Yeah. That's uh, a fair assessment.
0: I guess wrapping up the news portion is AEW's second event, this was announced, uh, will be at a 5,500-seat 5, theater in Jacksonville. The venue's actually attached to the Jag Stadium. And, of course, the owner, I guess the guy funding AEW, the Khan family. Uh, so there's your... Uh, he owns the Jags, so I guess there's your connection there. Hold on,
1: guys, stop one second. Timeout, timeout. When Nick Foles signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars, will he be stepping in an AEW ring? That'd I be hope awesome.
2: So. Oh my god. What would his character <laughs> name be? Oh
1: my god. Probably something we can't mention yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say BDN. Yeah, BDN. <laughs> but he's got to go in there. Him and Joey Janelle are gonna have a hell of a feud.
1: Foles has to go in as a heel though, because he's simply just wearing the Jaguars jersey if he, when he's expected to yeah. sign. Like if he signs. He's always going to be our guy. He's ours. Yeah. He's just going to he's just wearing another jersey for no, the time being. No, he's just ripping day. them off for a couple yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. He's got he's got, he's got to be the top heel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. <laughs> Unbelievable, great. but it's
1: a smart move for um for AEW to do that. Like look, I understand and it's very impressive. I understand what they did uh at the MGM Grand. You know, they saw, uh, I think the number was 4 minutes, 12,000 yeah. tickets or whatever it was. Do we understand that we haven't seen an inch of their product yet outside of what we see on YouTube, which is very clever, by the way, I love the way they're rolling this out. Uh, another company tried to do it and it didn't really work out and it didn't catch fire the way that they thought it was going to. AEW is absolutely nailing this. Um, but it says something for the wrestling world. When you, when the fans haven't seen anything of this product yet outside of YouTube videos and some talent announcements, that fourteen thousand, twelve thousand seats, whatever, has been sold, and it makes sense for them to to come into Jacksonville and do a smaller venue in, at, in their second show for no other reason than they probably own the building. Number one, yeah. Like you got to understand, like, you'd spend money to make money, all that stuff, and they're going to lose, and they're going to probably lose some money over time in the beginning of all of this, but. Right, you know that to me just makes smart business sense. Um, but I'm I'm expanding on two thoughts there. That makes very much business sense for me. But on the other side, to complete my thought there, very impressive of what they've done without even having a TV product to sell out 12,000 seats in four minutes. That just tells you that the wrestling world is ready for another an alternative.
0: Just any sort of whether it gets to WCW level, you know that's. Probably not going to happen. Or even if it's just an ECW style, hey, we're an alternative. We're not going to have ten thousand every single night, but you can watch. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of rollout they have if they do get on traditional television. If they, they, do, their they own ne- the, do, they need to. Do they need to? They
1: do.
2: I won't spend a dime, do- nor should anybody. And this is not. To insult AEW, this is not to insult any company that's trying to do it. But why should I spend a dime on anything they're doing until I see their product? No, yeah, they, give they, me a taste. Do, give me a, something.
0: Okay, that's I, fair. I don't
2: watch fair. N- New Japan. I don't watch Ring of Honor. I just don't have that kind of time. Being in the business
0: we are in, that's it. My number one thing is there's only so much time. I love wrestling, exactly. guys. I freaking love As wrestling. Do I. But if I've got five hours wrapped up in SmackDown and Raw. Plus NXT and what, like how much wrestling can you watch? All they
2: have right now is the history of the box and of the little Jericho's there and Omega from those other companies. Give me something to grab onto with AEW, and maybe I'll watch. Here's but if the, all it is is going to be, real quick, if all it is is going to be the owners and the VP and all them and Cody and the Bucks, and that's great, good for them, if all it's going to be them just wearing the titles and walking around yeah, like it's they're not gonna big be shots, it's not gonna be then I, I don't care. I, I want something to care about, and it's got to be created from the bottom up, like NXT was. I would be
1: shocked if you see any of the Khan family on any of their shows outside of maybe a cameo with a lower third graphic saying this is the owner mm-hmm. i'd be i'd be absolutely floored the uphill battle that aew is fighting and it's not going to be an uphill battle for long is that the only people that know aew even exists right now are the hardcore wrestling fan the general public has no idea what an aew is and that that's fine for no, right yeah, now. yeah yeah that's fine if we go if we go outside uh, our studio right now and we ask somebody what's the wwe they're gonna go oh th- any variety of answers Ranging from, oh, the, the, that fake TV show to, oh, the company that Vince McMahon owns, and any and yeah. shade of gray in between. If you go out there and ask them what AEW is, they're going to say three letters of the alphabet? Like they're, they're,
2: they're not <laughs> Which gonna, is why they need a TV deal, which is, which the, is why they need exactly to give me right. a taste of something to come. And then maybe I'll buy their pay-per-view for $60.
1: And that's my point. To get that other half of the audience that they need, they do need... A national television show. You know, it's funny. We're talking about a national television show for for AEW. And Cody was asked uh, in the New York Post about a, a television show for for AEW, and he was quoted as saying this: "To me, it's treating it as live sports. The core uh, is to that of characters, and I think characters beam across your television, your television sets or devices, in a way perhaps people have forgotten." Wrestling used to have these great enhancement matches, matches, these squash matches where you would see these characters and do the things he could do. He'd tell you what he had at the pay-per-view event and things of that nature. At the core, all of it's wrestling. When it's done right, it's the characters and their connection to the audience. If you really think about it, we're the only thing out there. The pro wrestling genre in general, we are the only thing out there with the, that type of engagement with the audience and that engagement somehow affects what happens in the ring. Especially when you are someone like a Chris Jericho and you can hear hear it and you can feel it and if you feel it completely to your bone. It's really important that the character engage the audience. You don't want to just be watching a show. You want to participate. It sounds like to me... End quote, by the way. Sounds to me that Cody obviously is wise above his years. Yeah. He understands everything that the WWE has done wrong, maybe through his own experiences and the way they've taken their business currently. And to me, what I take from that quote is it's going to be a direct, direct alternative. A way to attract people. Yeah, and to me, it's it's absolutely smart. The way to go.
0: At at a certain point, you know, when AJ Styles, when they first got Samoa Joe, when they first got Christian, I was a TNA fan, and I liked just it was very much an alternative at one point. And then as time goes on, it just became WWE light. Like, oh, the six sided yep. ring is gone, and all those. Guys, yeah, okay. So this is just another. This is just like a worse SmackDown. Okay, <laughs> and it fell off, and people st- like if you watch that show now. I, every now and then, I flip it on, trying to give it a chance, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Well, I hear
2: literally hear the wrestlers in the <laughs> ring calling out their <laughs> match on what to do, and I'm like, that's the problem with a small stadium. That's the problem with a small company to start. I, I need the fan engagement to hear that pop, to hear that excitement, rather than throw, throw me over here, power bomb me here, whatever. Like, I, I just want that excitement. If it if throw
1: be- me over here, power bomb me here.
2: Listen, I'm not a former <laughs> WWE referee. I don't know exactly how they're calling it, but you know my point uh, in general. I, I just need that excitement get it
1: again.
0: from it. And <laughs> yes. it's and it's,
1: that, it's not going to happen right away. I need that taste. I need yeah, that sample. Definitely. I feel you. Tackle, drop down, hip toss, arm drag, get it get again. Get it again.
0: <laughs> that's the <laughs> best. Uh, I guess, guys, uh, that that's pretty much it for our headlines. What I wanted to do for this first show is, and as we go along, I think we'll get more into it, but I'm getting to know the both of you, and I'm getting to know the both of you as wrestling fans and your connection to the business and everything. So I just want to do one of these topics Uh, I want to know, what is the thing that got you hooked? Like, I I can tell you when I started watching wrestling, and I can tell you when I got hooked. You know, because I started watching... uh, The first time I ever watched uh, the live product was uh, Lost My Smile. Just happened to turn it on, and it was that show, the Shawn Michaels forfeiting the title Lost My Smile. Uh, I'd only watched, like, blockbuster video, like, old pay-per-views from five years ago before that. But the night I got hooked was when Mankind got thrown off the top of the Hell in a Cell... And it was when he got off the stretcher. That's when I was like, "There's something." With his this tooth is, hanging yeah, on, hanging oh, through my, the that lip, match, and everything. That match means so much to me as a wrestling fan. When I was like, "Now this is what I do. I am now the guy who wears wrestling t-shirts five times a week." Yeah, you, what do you got rocking I today? Got, this is uh, Hideo Itami oh, there you NXT. Go. Yeah. yeah. So what? What was the thing that hooked you?
1: Man, that's I'm, as you're as you're talking. I'm sitting here trying to think, and it's funny you talk talking about lost your smile. It's Shawn Michaels. It, as a whole that hooked me, um, I'm trying to remember, I, don't, I, I can't pinpoint exactly when. I know my first event was King of the Ring 95. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, you know, King Mabel just <laughs> getting, <laughs> yeah. thr- you know, Philadelphia just being Philadelphia, just <laughs> trashing the guy. Um, but it is an iconic event. Well, I say that's a shame because it's like a,
0: a poorly thought of show. Like, it is one of those times where Vince went like down the line. You go, all right, this, is, this helped change things.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I remember my buddy matt got me into wrestling we would watch it at we would watch it at his house and watch tapes and stuff like that and obviously do all the backyard stuff but that was my first exposure to wrestling through him and obviously i took it way further than than he ever did and i don't even necessarily know for me that that was necessarily the plan um but yeah it was definitely Shawn michaels Shawn michaels was my guy owen hart was my guy when i saw those two i was I, I guess you could say I was hooked there. There's nothing that really pops out to me that goes, uh SummerSlam 93 was what okay. when I like a hook but Th- those were my two growing up. I even had an Owen Hart uh, homemade singlet. Um, <laughs> <That's outstanding. laughs> I'd run around the house. and uh, I hope you still have it and you could wear it one day, please. I really <laughs> wish I did. I don't know where it is, but I had like... What or do you could just make a new one. What do you yeah. call the paint where you can <clears throat> paint something on top of a... Uh...
0: Like the airbrushing. No, it no? wasn't
1: airbrushing. It was actual paint that like, you would squeeze uh, that out of a tube. I know what you're... Yeah, and you would, you yeah. Could, you could put it... Whatever it was. I, I did the King of Hearts down each nice. side. And everything. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Owen was my boy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those two are what those two are what got me hooked. Again, I don't have I can't pinpoint it, but um, yeah, those are my guys. The Undertaker. Oh. Wow. The not the old,
2: old Undertaker, not the the generic just walking out with the, the, the different color gloves and a lot or whatever. The twentieth century Undertaker, if you kinda catch my drip, with all the, the pyrotechnics and the the Definitely. lightning and the smoke and all that kind of stuff. And Paul Bear and the the urn and Again, like Kevin, it wasn't a specific match. It wasn't just that one moment. It was just, I, I walked by and I think either my cousins or friends were just watching it. And all of a sudden, I just see the, 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 the urn and the tone and the gong. And it just, what is That's, this? It's
0: one of those things. And like, it's, it's, a character like his is an anomaly in itself yeah. but it's one of those things when i watch today like i'm going to wa- I complain but i'm going to watch no matter what a- absolutely. i look at it and go why can't we do s- that's he's dead you're telling me he's dead yeah. and he's the under like and it works! And 30 years later, it still it works! It
2: still works, and, and I, I like, remember watching the Buried Alive matches, Yeah, and yeah. all those type of things, and it was ju- so generic. you get so
0: many things out of it. A Buried Alive, the, the casket matches, the instead of an ambulance the match. Inferno the Inferno yeah, matches. Yeah, you get the Inferno oh, match, the, the Inferno Hell in a Cell, like, so many things off of it. Off of a generic... Off, f- character like it's like somebody
2: opened an encyclopedia and go what would be an interesting character and
0: it could oh an undertaker it could have been the dumbest thing of all time yeah but (laughs) it worked worked so the
2: guy and the character melded together as one and again it wasn't just a specific time it was just his music hit and there was smoke and lightning and all that kind of stuff and i was like holy crap this is awesome
0: i guess that's it guys this is our this is our first first episode episode one of smarks and stripes uh, I really hope everyone listening enjoyed it. I had a great time getting to, Absolutely. getting to chat wrestling with you guys. Not it's At this age, there's only so many people you get to talk wrestling with, and they're not like, what's the matter with you, dude? You know yeah. it's fake, right? And I, I'm like, you know Marvel movies are fake, too. Yeah. And then, well, you know <laughs> the outcome
1: of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys know the good news, right? What's that? We're going to be doing this again next week.
0: Oh, my God, we're going to get to do Heck this yeah. again next week. And I hope you all join us. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, everybody.